Hello and welcome to the Spectator's Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American politics and the Trump presidency in 2017. I'm Freddie Gray and I'm deputy editor of The Spectator. I'm joined today by Jim Antle, who is politics editor at the Washington Examiner. Uh, and we're going to be asking why on earth Donald Trump has almost endorsed the extremely controversial Republican candidate in Alabama, Roy Moore. So, Jim, uh, well, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. But before you enjoy yourself, let's talk about Roy Moore, the Republican candidate for senator who has been accused of fairly dire sexual abuse and, of course, all unproven still. But there's a lot of dirt around him. And yet yesterday, Donald Trump surprised everyone by not exactly endorsing him, but certainly offering words of support. Why do you think Trump did that? Actually, first of all, let's, if you just give us sort of Roy Moore's story a bit, and then maybe explain why Trump has decided to, to support this obviously now very controversial candidate. Well, Roy Moore has been a notorious figure in Alabama politics for quite some time. He rose to prominence uh, as a judge who, who defended some uh, fairly socially conservative positions. He kept a Ten Commandments display in his courtroom and, and, and didn't and would not take it down even when higher courts ordered him to do so. Uh, he refused uh, to, to comply with Supreme Court ruling uh, mandating same-sex marriage. Uh, and so he has been a controversial figure, uh, and he was the surprise Republican nominee uh, in the Alabama Senate race because uh, anti-establishment candidates have had a tendency to do pretty well uh, in recent Republican primaries. But uh, after winning the nomination, it was reported that he'd pursued a number of romantic relationships when he was an unmarried man in his 30s with women as young as uh, girls, as young as 14. And a couple of the Young women have alleged that uh, he was even engaged in non-consensual behavior. He assaulted them mm. uh, in his car uh, and in other places. Now, he has denied all of these accusations, uh, and, and clearly there's nothing rising to the level of a video uh, proof, but there does seem to be a lot of corroborating witnesses and a lot of people who don't know each other telling similar stories, and then a lot of uh, people now coming forward saying that they recall hearing uh, things like this at the time. So it, it, these do look to be as credible uh, as these kinds of accusations can be when they're you know, leveled uh, many years later. So it, mm. it's, it's been a real problem, and most of the National Republican Party has disavowed more and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has said that they might even pursue expelling him from the Senate if he's elected. Uh, so the significant exception among national Republican leaders in terms of uh, disavowing him has been President Trump. And do you think this might be because Steve Bannon is whispering in Trump's ear? Because Bannon was very behind Moore's candidacy in the Republican race, and I think Trump was maybe a bit disappointed that he decided to go with Strange, who was the the more sort of establishment candidate above Moore, whereas people like Bannon were were actually campaigning for Moore. Well, that is the interesting thing is that President Trump did not support support Roy Moore in the primary, and he warned that he believed that Moore would be a weaker general election candidate than Luther Strange, who was the appointed incumbent who Trump went to Alabama to campaign for. Mm. So Trump really was not implicated in any way in the Moore situation until he decided to weigh in after all of these allegations have been made. He really uh, 
could have easily washed his hands of Moore and, and joined with the rest of the Republican leadership in, in disavowing him, and he didn't. And I think there are a couple of reasons why that's the case. One, obviously, is Steve Bannon and a, a lot of the, the Trump base aligned themselves with Moore in the primary and haven't really uh, walked away from him. They're continuing to defend him even after these accusations. And so I think that that's a factor is Trump de desiring uh, to be in step with his base, even though the National Party has been very critical of more Alabama Republicans have stuck with more. So I think that's a factor. But I think a larger element of it is that the, the Trump had been accused of uh, a variety of sexual misconduct himself during the campaign. Mm. Uh, he faced bombshell uh, Access Hollywood tape release, you know, the, the month before the election uh, that many people thought would derail his campaign and lead to near certain defeat. So I think Trump sees a little bit of deja vu here. So he's really endorsed uh, the whole critique of why did these accusations take 40 years to come out? Why are they only really playing out uh, a month before this election uh, when he run eight uh, campaigns in Alabama? Uh, and so tr I think Trump to some extent identifies with being under siege and embattled in this way. Mm. And uh, I think he's decided that, that he wants to, to stick with the guy who's uh, under attack by the media, under attack by the Washington Post, uh, but is denying the charges. Could it also be that, I mean, Trump, as we've seen before, has a, has a tremendous feel, a gut instinct for stories where he can be more on the side of public opinion than the media realizes, like you saw with the NFL row, and that he perhaps feels that you did with the whole post-Harvey Weinstein, Me Too phenomenon. There's a lot of voters in America who probably aren't that bothered about the reality of the Moore case, but are just sick and fed up of sexual allegations being touted around in the media. Well, it's a real test of that. I mean, he has very strong gut level political instincts and he's been been right about a lot of these things, uh, at least as far as a lot of his supporters, how they feel about about certain uh, cultural hot button issues in the past. And it's it served him well. Uh, you know, so we may see that this is a, this is now a very close Senate race. Uh, so, you know, it's possible that Trump could tip the balance in Moore's favor. Uh, and, you know, that will look like it was a, a Trump playing, you know, multidimensional chess yet again. At the same time, it, it's a real risk for Trump because, you know, this Senate race is, is not a done deal. The Democrat could actually win this seat, uh, which is which in Alabama, Alabama would be utterly extraordinary. G give us a bit of context about when the last time Absolutely. a Democrat won in Alabama. A Democrat hasn't won a Senate seat in Alabama since 1992. Mm. And, uh, in 1992, the, the Democrat who won that seat was Richard Shelby, uh, who is still serving as a Republican. So Shelby was so conservative uh, that he was able to win the seat and seamlessly transition to being a Republican, and he still holds it today. Whereas, and then in 2014, for this very seat that up now that Moore is running for, uh, there wasn't even a Democratic candidate running for it. Jeff Sessions won 97% of the vote, was reelected uh, by, by third world dictator tight margins. And, and so for a liberal Democrat, and Doug Jones is very liberal by Alabama standards and mm. would be a liberal Democrat even in most other states, uh, for him to be competitive in this race, much less have a chance of winning it, is is really remarkable and, and shows uh, that Roy Moore's controversies have affected him even 
in a very Republican state like Alabama. Yes. And Doug Jones has gone after more hard in his in his campaign advertising. I mean, he's calling him a sexual predator in the in the campaign ads. Is that not right? Yes. At first, Jones really kept quiet and, and sort of, uh, you know, played this Sun Tzu strategy of allowing your enemy to destroy himself and, and kind of kept out of it. Uh, but in the in the closing weeks of the campaign, he's run some hard hitting ads. Uh, you know, he's had some where he, they've quoted the president's daughter, Ivanka Trump, uh, saying that there's a special place in hell for anyone who would abuse a child. Mm. Uh, they've they've uh, done an ad that has uh, Republicans talking about how that they won't vote for Roy Moore, that this is a step too far for them. These allegations are too serious. Uh, and then the latest ad has showcased all of the various accusers. It has shown pictures of them while they were young and at the age at which Moore is accused of pursuing them sexually. Um, and it's told some of their stories, and it just goes into devastating detail. And it really, uh, it, they're, they're gut-wrenching ads, and we'll see if they're effective. They could potentially uh, really be damaging to Moore the closing days of this campaign. Why do you think Bannon got so involved with Moore? Is is there a particular reason why Alabama is a state in which he thinks that the Trumpist movement, it's important for the Trumpist movement to, to usurp the Republican establishment? My sense was that because Roy Moore had, had really become popular for a variety of, of social issues related reasons, it was sort of a populist upstart candidate running against a Republican who'd been appointed to the seat, was never elected to the seat, was appointed to the seat uh, by a governor who had to resign um, from office due to some some, uh, local scandals, some scandals of his own. There was a perception among Alabama Republicans that there was something corrupt about how Luther Strange got his seat. Mm. And then Roy Moore tapped into this anti-establishment populist wave that's going on in the Republican Party. I think Steve Bannon associated himself with Roy Moore because he knew Moore could win um, and so that he could claim credit for the win and then it would help him when he was trying to recruit primary challengers next year against a lot of incumbents in 2018 when we have a big election here in the United States next year uh, for for the Senate and House. Uh, So I think Bannon was was looking for a candidate who would win and then was looking uh, to maybe be in a position where uh, you know, Mitch McConnell invested very heavily de- defending Strange. They spent a lot of money trying to defeat Moore in the primary. You know, if if Bannon supports Moore and Moore wins the primary, as seemed likely in the polling at the time, uh, you know, then you'd have a, a candidate, you'd have a, a Republican senator uh, who was not aligned with Mitch McConnell and might align with Steve Bannon on some things. And so Bannon was looking for winners, and he was looking for people who would not be supportive of Mitch McConnell in the Senate, uh, and Moore checked both of those boxes. But it's it's a tremendous gamble for Bannon, or perhaps more a gamble for Trump, actually, because now if this if, if Moore doesn't... Right. It's, it's more of a gamble for Trump, because Bannon at the time when he initially made this endorsement, uh, none of these stories were known to the national media. Mm. Uh, there might have been a, a bit of a whispering campaign in Alabama, but none of these accusations had ever been publicly made before. Uh, these these were sort of a matter of local lore, and some opposition researchers might have had a sense that some of these things were, were out there, but they never had specific accusers. They never had specific women's names. So when, when Bannon did this, he, he clearly could have, he may have had no knowledge that any kind of controversies like this were going to happen. Mm. Um, Trump is endorsing or, or 
quasi-endorsing, you know, making supportive statements about uh, more at a time when all of this is known, when the facts have really gotten worse uh, rather than better. And so he's sort of making this with the full knowledge that this is a very, at the very least, a very controversial thing. And it's very risky in that he's endorsing at a time when more could lose, whereas Bannon was getting aboard uh, a train that would, he, he, he was about to ride the winning horse. I mean, Moore was clearly ahead in the Republican primary polls by the time Bannon decided to support him. Trump is weighing in at a time when Moore seems to be falling behind in the general election poll. So it's just, a, it, it's, it's a much riskier thing, I think, for the president uh, than it was for Bannon. If Moore does squeak through and win on December 12th, I think it is, right. how does how, how do Mitch McConnell and the old Republican, well, not old Republicans, the Republican establishment deal with that? Do you think they'll follow through on their threat to try and vote him out somehow? Yeah, I mean, they've, they've committed to holding hearings that they at the very least do an ethics investigation. Um, and then, you know, they've said they, they'd like to try to expel him, which is something that's never really been done before for conduct that occurred before the person was in the Senate. Everybody else who's ever been expelled uh, has been expelled for things that they did as a senator. Mm. Many of the people who were expelled were expelled because they supported the Confederacy during the Civil War. Uh, so, you know, this would be sort of unprecedented to, to expel someone over these types of things. And it also raises sort of a political problem in that the, the whole sexual harassment wave, now that it's hit Washington at the moment, uh, you know, has moved from more in the Republicans to the Democrats. The, the sitting members of Congress who are important that have allegations against them uh, are Al Franken and John Conyers, who are who are leading Democrats. Mm. Uh, so this would be a more of a Democrat issue at the moment. You bring in Roy Moore, he gets elected to the Senate. You have to then entertain whether you're going to expel him or not. And if you decide to expel him, you're holding all of these hearings while you're trying to pass tax reform. That would make it very much a Republican issue and then put the onus on McConnell and the Republicans to sort of put up or shut up with regard to how they're going to deal with the allegations against Roy Moore. Could that be what Trump is thinking, particularly looking ahead to the midterm elections next year, that he needs to be on the side of his movement, not the side of the party, in order to be a successful president? Well, it's a risky thing. I mean, yes, on the one hand, he, he does need to keep this movement going. He needs to keep enthusiasm high among Republican-based voters. Uh, he, and he is more popular among the rank and file than Mitch McConnell or Paul Ryan or any of the Republican congressional leaders. Mm. So motivating the grassroots to turn out will be very important next year. And it's always a challenge for uh, the party in power to keep its, its base enthusiastic, whereas the other side will be enthusiastic by virtue of wanting to retake power and not liking what's going on in the country. So that, 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 that's one reason for Trump uh, to, to do some of the things that he does to galvanize his base. On the other hand, if Steve Bannon and company are going to pick uh, flawed candidates like Roy Moore, who can't win even in deep red states uh, and who jeopardize their general election chances, that's that's something that doesn't necessarily serve Trump well, because, you know, you the Senate had a very favorable map for Republicans, even if it's a bad year next year. Mm. Uh, but you, you lose states like Alabama that that maybe alters that dynamic a little bit. You know, if you put the Senate at risk, you can't confirm Trump's appointments anymore. Uh, 
Uh, you know, it's you can't pass any of the big ticket legislative items or taxes and Obamacare that they'd like to pass, uh, even if Trump ends up having deeper problems with with the Russia investigation. You know, the composition of Congress and particularly the number of Republicans in the Senate go a long way toward determining can Trump beat back an impeachment push by the Democrats. So Trump's long term uh, political objectives are not necessarily well served by supporting candidates who can't win their elections. And just lastly, the, the Democrats, they're coming off the back of the wins in Virginia and New Jersey. Those are expected wins, perhaps, but nonetheless, quite big ones. If they were able right. to pull off a victory in Alabama, they, they, it would really would be that they would have their tails up, wouldn't they? Absolutely. And even though, you know, the win in Alabama would be totally contingent on Roy Moore's biography and Roy Moore, the accusations against Roy Moore, they wouldn't have won been able to win the seat under any other set of circumstances. The bottom line would have been that they, they won it, mm. and that will be very good for their candidate recruitment going into 2018 and 2020, when there are a lot of seats up for election. And, and so the line that they'll be able to use when they're trying to get Democrats to run for in places that they'd like to contest is that if you can win as a Democrat in Alabama, you can win really anywhere, and that there's a, a really big anti-Trump wave, and it's time it's time to ride it all the way to victory. And, and, and those things have a way of becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. So there'll be a number of people who might have been on the fence about whether to run, on the fence about whether to donate, uh, maybe on the fence about whether to get involved in campaigns. Those people will be more likely to go out and work for Democrats and run for office uh, seeing Doug Jones beat Roy Moore than they would if Roy Moore won. Yes. Well, Jim, that's absolutely fascinating. I hope you'll talk to us again a lot next year before the midterms. Absolutely. And happy Thanksgiving again. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a spectator moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer. (laughs) 